From Steel Valley Media, this is the Frosty Podcast. Welcome back, Frosty Podcast listeners, to a very exciting special episode. With me, as always, Tony Perenni. How you doing, Coach? Doing good. Doing good. I'm, I'm ready to get back at it. It feels like it's been forever since we've recorded one of these. We did have a week or so off, but great news. Football's back, my friend. Right around the corner. We have preseason football starting this weekend. More games next week. You're starting to starting to get into that point of the off season now where it's uh it, it's it's football survivor, right? Like you're just you're looking at the news every day is hoping one of the guys you're, you're gonna be targeting in this draft hasn't dropped already. Right. And we're talking to these coaches about keepers, and at any point these guys go down and your whole keeper strategy goes out the window. You know, we we try to prevent that by having the draft late. Uh, but, you know, keepers are still due a week ahead of time. We're still in preseason when we go to keep and draft. Yeah, and we've already had one uh, casualty already in A.J. Green. Uh, looks like he's going to be down six to eight weeks. He's not going to be ready for the start of the season. And he would have been somebody probably not going for big, big bucks in the draft, but somebody who's going to who's going to slot in there in the value stage, so probably in the $40 range. Um, that's going to drop his value a little bit and probably change some people's minds for – uh, who they would have been targeting uh, come draft day. You know, it does, but it brings up an interesting point. In a keeper league, he becomes a better value, not so much for this year, but for next year, because you can get him at potentially half of what he would have been worth. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part, though, because you look at where his age is, too. I mean, he's, he's around 30 now, and he, this is not the first injury he's run into. This is the last two seasons now. He's failed to finish the season, and he's already starting this year on the injured list. Uh, that, yes, the value is going to be there, but do you trust him from an injury standpoint? That's going to be a big question. That is that is the big question, uh, and there's a lot of guys in that in that same boat where you know are they going to be healthy? Are they not? How long are you going to have them? How long are you not? You know, as an owner of of Gronkowski for a couple of years, I kept going through that myself. Um, and AJ Green falls right in that as he's getting older. Absolutely. Do we have Gronk news? Are you, are you teasing? Do we have Gronk news? Unfortunately, I don't. I wish I did. Uh, Gronk still supposedly retired, supposedly not coming back. Uh, I put a big question mark on it, but everything out of Gronk camp says he's happy partying it up. Uh, that's a bummer. All right, guys, tune in next week for hopefully some Gronk news. Grunk Watch 2019. <laughs> but we but we have a lot of news to drop this say, this uh recording, don't we? We do. My breaking news button is going to be broken by the end of this. Here at the yeah. Frosty Podcast, we get to break the league name, the new divisions, and um, best of all, the schedule. Tony, are you ready? Oh, I am ready. This this is a new one for our league. Uh, new name this year. New name means realignment. And for the first time ever in our league's history, we have a custom schedule. So uh, we're going to be able to highlight a lot of matchups coming up this year. We do. We got sick of ESPN schedule, just the random assortment. It's time to create some intrigue, create some podcast content, and create some rivalries. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to go on this. And don't forget, don't forget, we do have a draft date now. That is going to be... 
August 26th. It's a Monday night. It's going to be 8 o'clock Eastern time. And we have to, uh, now that we have people in all different area codes, we have to specifically mention what time zone we're in. So that is Eastern time. So uh, plan accordingly on your side. Make sure you have the DVR done. Are we going to be live podcasting this? We won't be live podcasting, but we will be doing a draft special. Excellent. Excellent. I, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Okay, so let's remember our theme of this league, fake corporate sponsors. So it makes sense that the name of this league is going to be the Fortune 500 League. Tony, I can't think of a better name. No, it fits perfectly. Um, goes goes right with the uh, corporate sponsors that we were going for. Um, and we've already seen some creative names come out already. Uh, Steve, Steve Groover came out with Team Pup and Suds. Um, Joe is, is right now holding his spot with the corporate free agents, uh, but we expect that to change as he continues to shop around for a good sponsor out there. And Charlie Thurber coming in with capital expenditures. There's going to be some good ones this year. I'm looking forward to some great buzzwords. I'm looking forward to some great uh, corporate references, maybe some some TV movie references. Obviously, we're going to get player and team references. I'm excited for team names to start coming out. Yeah, I feel like I need to start, start dropping hints to everybody out there because I, I feel like there's so many good ones that I've come up with, uh, but I don't want to go change my name. I like my name a lot, but I feel like I need to like just start a thread and just start throwing them out there for people. That's right. Now, if we remember back when we had our our debate and our voting for what the theme of the league was going to be. We remember that the office came in a close second, uh, specific coaches in our league. Uh, Dave Peschen, very upset that we didn't go with the office. Uh, it was deadlocked till coach Gorgonzola came and broke the tie. So with that in mind, our division names, a reference to the office sales division, and the warehouse division. Tony, what do you think about the division names? I love the names, and I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not an office truther, as as you aren't either. We're probably two of the few people on this planet who haven't seen the entire of uh, the entire catalog of the office. But I have seen the, this episode uh, that is being referenced here uh, with the with the basketball game going on in in the building. I think it's hilarious. I think it's a great name for the divisions. So now that names are out of the way, let's break into who is in which division. Starting with starting with the sales division, two-time defending champion Steve Groover leads our sales division, followed by Coach Gorgonzola, Charlie Thurber, Joe Reedy, and Dave Peschen. We get to keep the rivalry between Groover and Peschen. That goes back to young, young Steve and Dave time. Uh, and we have our two new coaches, Charlie and Vince, also in the division. Uh, I, this is going to be a great division to watch. Yes, it really is. Uh, you, you get to, As you mentioned, you get to keep that Groover-Peschen rivalry going. That's carried over from the old divisions. Um, but you also have a good chance to get some new rivalries going in there. You have... Uh, uh, obviously, don't want to get too deep into the rivalries here with the coming up with uh, going to be looking at the schedule here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, Steve's going to be going up against Charlie in division. That's a big one. Um, and you have the two newcomers in the same division going head to head. And then you have Joe Reedy, whose team uh, was very formidable last season. 
He's going to have some good ammo coming back this year. I think it's going to be a very competitive division. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I, I do too. And and you have, you have some teams that were in the playoffs. Uh, you know, obviously Charlie taking over the, the last place team, Vince taking over a team that, that was in the toilet bowl. So you definitely have some, the best team, the worst team, and then everybody in the middle. It's going to be really, I think a lot of parody in this, in this division. Yeah, it's a nice mix, and it'll be interesting to see what all of them do on draft day because they're all kind of in very different places with their roster right now. You know, Steve's defending champs coming back, but he's going to have a lot of changeover this year, but he's got some good running backs to build around on there. So I expect he's going to have a lot of money to spend out there. Uh, Coach Thurber, we don't know what he's doing from a keeper standpoint. He might be completely scrapping it and starting over with a full 200 bucks for all we know. Um, and then obviously, Joe, we've already talked to. He's going to have Tyreek Hill back for the entire season now. Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of intrigue in that division. There's going to be a lot of interesting decisions made on draft day. Absolutely. Now, it's not just a sales division, right? We have the warehouse division. Coach Kevin Hulick, Tyler Kerr, you, Tony Perenni, Kalen King, and Tim Taft. Now, in the other in the in the sales division, we got the new guys coming in and, and not as much former rivalry, former division rivals. In the warehouse division, it's all division rivals, right? So from last year, Kevin, you, Tim were division rivals. Uh, and then of course the Battle of Columbus, right? Tyler and Kalen, uh, they're gonna be in the same division again. The warehouse division, I think, is just gonna beat the hell out of each other. This has a very AFC North feel to it in this division where everybody just knows everybody. It's it's very familiar territory all the way around. You had the Tyler Kerr, Kalen King rivalry. That's that's going to happen twice a year. You have my rivalry with Tim, which is always a big one. Then you're going to have Tim and Kevin's rivalry um, that's going to be able to happen again twice a season. I think there's a lot of intrigue there. And yeah, this this could be survival the fittest in the warehouse division. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and we haven't talked to as many coaches uh, in the warehouse division, so we don't know as much about the teams coming in. Um, we've talked to you, we've talked to to Kalen, um, Coach Kerr's going to be on here real soon. But you know, these teams from last year and the year before were really your middle of the pack, your bubble playoff teams, uh, and I I think your your analogy to the AFC North is is spot on. These teams are all going to be vying for for those bubble positions, uh, and I, nobody's going to run away with this with this division. No, I, I agree. Everybody's kind of right there in a pack in this division. So again, it's going to come down to probably a few key decisions on draft day in this division to see uh, what's going to swing the the results here and who's going to be able to get a couple games ahead. You know, as, as we've mentioned previously, and just looking back at last year's results. Uh, you had you had Steve who went undefeated. Then you had Mackenzie Albach's team who uh, only won one game, and then everybody else was smack dab in the middle. And for a lot of those, uh, the, a lot of those teams that lived right there in the middle. I mean, three of them are in this division right here, and and Tim was right there as well, and uh, Coach Kerr even. Uh, his his struggles that he's had the last couple of years have been well documented, but he was knocking on the playoff door last season. So this is a highly competitive division here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm equally excited for the divisions in two different ways, and and I I think the way these divisions shook out 
is going to make for a lot of intrigue. Uh, we're going to ensure that each division plays each other twice. You know, each team within the division plays each other twice. Um, and that across the divisions we have games. And, and buckle up, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think that's something that was really missing with the old format was ESPN just goes and randomly creates schedules. You don't really have any of those in-division rivalries going on or you don't really um, – you can't highlight those battles as you go down the season where I think this new schedule really allows us to do that. And on the other side of the break, we are going to break that schedule wide open. We're going to check it all out. Uh, we're going to talk about the big games coming. That's next on the frosty podcast. Hey, frosty podcast listeners. If you're like me, you have a busy schedule. You don't always have time to make great meals at home. Vince Provencali is a world-renowned chef featured on Iron Chef Cleveland, the Appetite Network, and has won numerous awards over the years. He has developed a subscription service for those of us who don't have time to cook at home or maybe don't know how. It's called Hey, That Looks Good. Now, I've used it, and the meals are easy to make, they taste delicious, and are made with all fresh ingredients. And there's a special offer for Frosty Podcast listeners. If you go to heythatlooksgood.com slash frosty, you'll get two weeks free and 20% off your first two months. That's twice as long as the other subscription meal services, just for Frosty Podcast listeners. Give it a try. It'll taste like you're eating in Italy. Again, the website is heythatlooksgood.com slash frosty for your special offer. Now back to the show. Welcome back, Frosty Podcast listeners. Next segment here, we have the schedule release. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, you know, we, we've gone with ESPN's traditional schedules, as we just mentioned, um, and there were a lot of problems with it. Back-to-back games of the same team, you're playing teams outside of the division twice, inside of the division once. It just doesn't really make sense. So this year, we really put forth the effort to create a schedule that really highlights our rivalries really puts a lot of emphasis on that, that division divisional rivalry and Tony tell us about the process and, and, and what you went through to make the schedule. Uh, yeah, well, as, as is the case with making the NFL schedule, it took uh, approximately 20 computers and about six months of those computers crunching numbers until finally it spit out this edition that you see right here in front of you. Um, and I, I, just like, I just like the fact that this, this schedule really creates meaningful games for everybody, which is something that was really lacking in the last couple of years. Uh, you, you started week one and there, the game was just, there was no rhyme or reason to how it was set up. You were facing somebody that you didn't really have any rivalry with which in week one isn't always an issue because everybody's kind of looking forward to the week one game. But as you get later in the season and you're fighting for playoff position, uh, you're, you're finishing up week 13, uh, you know, in a logical spot that would have a rivalry game of some sort or, or just the way the game's built would have some sort of hidden meaning to it. And you just weren't getting that. So I, I think this schedule, it puts, it puts heavy, heavy emphasis on division games you're going to face everybody within your division twice and you're going to face everybody outside of the division once. So um, just in, in looking at when those intra division games are planned, a lot of them are, were done strategically. Um, you know, I, 
I ended up scripting week one and week 12 and 13 to try and get the best matchups and then kind of filled in from there. Uh, so I, I really like the way it came out. I think everybody else will too. I think everybody's going to get excited every week about the, the game that they have uh, going. And um, I think, I think it's going to make a lot of fun for everybody involved. I'm really excited. I got a, I got a sneak peek at the schedule ahead of time and I start circling games. I'm like, man, these are going to be great. Uh, we have we have some really cool rivalries that have have come up through the years, um, far predating our fantasy football league, and we're going to highlight some of those here. But first, let's go through week one. So yeah, first game on the docket, excited. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, football's on TV right now. Uh, you know, preseason's around the corner. We're really excited. Week one of our fantasy league is going to really highlight one of the the things you talked about of, of meaningful games week one with a championship rematch between Groover and Kalen King. I, I, I'm excited. Yeah, this is NFL style right here. Because a lot of times you see this week one uh, where you have a rematch of the Super Bowl in, in week one. And we're kind of getting that here uh, with Steve against Kalen. Uh, Steve, as, as he did the entire season, rolled right through that game. But uh, this is this is a new season. We've mentioned over and over and over that um, his team's gonna be constructed a little differently this year, and we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how quickly he can get his new boys up and running against a team as seasoned as Kalen King's team. Um, especially as as we also mentioned, we don't really know what Kalen's strategy is gonna be going into the draft. It's looked different the past two years. It could look completely different a third year. So there's a lot of intrigue going into that matchup because. The two teams we saw at the end of last season, it's not how they're going to look come week one. No, absolutely. And and I'm, you know, with Kalen's strategy he's used the last couple of years of really trying to gather assets early, uh, looking for a payoff later in the season, you know, and then Groover is going to have those couple keepers. But then most of his team's obviously going to come through the, the draft as his keepers start losing some of that value, I think you're right. It's going to be two completely different teams than what we saw. Um, but either way, I think there's going to be a lot of smack talk around this game. I think there's going to be a lot of bragging rights and a lot of momentum going into the rest of the season. No doubt. We, we already know that Kalen has this, has this game circled on his calendar uh, for this year after, after last year's championship game. So he gets a crack at Steve immediately week one, right out of the gates. So it'll be interesting to see if that impacts his draft decisions at all. If it makes him a little more aggressive come draft day to go get somebody who's going to help him win that week one game immediately. Now, ne- next game that, that I have of interest is, are the new coaches. Um, so coach Vince Gorgonzola is going to go up against Tim Taft's team. Now, if we look from last year, both teams were toilet bowl candidates. Uh, Tim was second worst in the league. Uh, knowing that these two teams are kind of coming from from rags, hopefully to riches, uh, what does this game look like to you? Uh, well, we have we have a Bowling Green connection here on this one. Uh, both both members here, having gone to the school, uh, they they know each other. Pretty well, and I think this is going to be a very interesting start here. Um, obviously, Vince taking over Coach Alback's squad. Uh, that team, uh, or no, he, he's taking over your squad. That's right, my squad. Yeah, that's right. And you, you left the cupboard full, if I if I remember correctly. Zeke Elliott, uh, Zach Ertz, uh-huh. uh, Nick Chubb. Is Nick Chubb in there too? 
I can't remember now. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this, this could be very interesting coming up um, because he's got some good pieces to build around here in the draft, but he's not um, not real acclimated to going through an auction draft. So this is going to be his first time doing this. Uh, so draft day is going to be uh, very interesting to see what he does. And then Tim, obviously looking for a bounce back season after last year. He's He's been one of the tougher teams in the league every season up until last year where things just didn't go his way. So um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how he bounces back and it could be as, or as early as week one. Yeah, definitely. And then let's look at the other new coach, Charlie Thurber, uh, taking over Kenzie Allback's team going up against you, Tony. Uh, it's it's going to be, you know, Charlie, we have no idea what he's going to do. Like we said before, we, we think he's probably going to scrap his team altogether and go all through the draft. Uh, we know you have some major value keepers. Uh, week one's going to be interesting. Yeah, and and we we talked about a couple pods ago that um, he he's a seasoned fantasy football player, and this is not his first rendezvous with an auction draft. Uh, we we mentioned the trade he pulled off in his other league that I happen to be in. So um, I'm I'm extremely excited to see him week one. I think this is going to be a big challenge for both of us going up against each other. Um, I, I'm, I think he's going to be a formidable opponent in this league, and I expect him to give me all I can handle week one. Yeah, I think Charlie's going to come in looking to make a statement um, to say, hey, look, I know I'm taking over the worst team. This isn't my first rodeo, and I'm going to plant my flag in this league. And, I, I, you know, you might be the victim of that week one. I might be. I, I have not always had great week ones uh, going back, so I, I got to have my guys ready to go here. And it, it's always dangerous when you're facing somebody who's coming in who's going to have a blank slate like that. He could he could literally have all two hundred dollars on draft night to play with, and uh, that, that's a scary feeling for somebody uh, who is used to going through the auction format. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be able to build a good team that way. So. I think it's going to be a big, big week one matchup for each of us. Looking to the next game, Joe Reedy, Tyler Kerr. Uh, you know, Joe had a, a real good season in his rookie season last year. Uh, Tyler, we've talked a lot about uh, his his draft strategies have been questionable, but he put together a pretty solid squad last year, playoff ball team. Um, I think both are going to look to try to set the tone week one um, for Joe to keep improving, uh, I, I think he has realistic expectations for his team uh, and his his new abilities as he comes into the sophomore season. And Tyler Kerr is going to be looking to not be a bubble team, but he wants to be a solid playoff team year in and year out. Yes, yeah, is a big week one, obviously, for both parties. But I think it's even bigger for Tyler Kerr's team. Um, he really needs a breakthrough this season. He's, he's had a rough go the first two years. And if he gets, if he's slow coming out of the gates again here in his third year, you just know the psychological effect that's going to have on him and his squad. Uh, as you go into week one and week two and week three and the losses start piling up, it turns into more of a here we go again type thing. Uh, he needs a, a quick start. He needs a good draft. Uh, he needs to rock, roll up some points in week one and get the job done against Joe Reed's team, who is not going to roll over. 
Lastly, we have Dave Peschian and Kevin Hulick. Now, both teams have been solid the last few years. And I feel like we they don't get enough attention because they're not Steve Groover undefeated. Um, they're also not Kenzie Allback winless. They are they're solid teams. They're always in the playoff hunt. And I, I think this can be a breakthrough year for either of these teams. Uh, and, and the fact they go up against each other week one just adds a ton of intrigue. Yeah, this is a super intriguing matchup here. You know, uh, Dave had a rough year last year, but he he has been a champion in this league before. And then and Kevin's team is right up there in the rankings every single season, even even last year, despite the whole Le'Veon Bell mess. And, and despite just gift wrapping Saquon Barkley directly to Steve and giving him a championship, he still maintained a competitive team all the way through and, and went deep into the playoffs. So both of these guys know how to field competitive teams. Um, and this is going to be a big week one for each of them to uh, get get the sale headed in the right direction starting the season. Yeah, and that so that wraps up our week one matchups. Uh, you know, I, I commend you, Tony, for for at least a great week one. We're going to look at the rest of the schedule here soon. Um, but week one is going to be just fantastic. I can't wait to break it down uh, on the podcast here. Yeah, I'm excited for it, too. I think we have a lot of good matchups. Uh, I think we have a lot for everyone to get excited about going into week one. And obviously, people are going to be stoked that football's back. But to know that you have big matchups like this on the horizon, I think that's going to uh, up the anticipation even more than normal. So that's the week one matchups. Now let's take a look, Tony, at the rest of the schedule. We're not going to go through week by week, but what are some big intriguing games that you're you're circling on your schedule? Uh, the first one that I really have my eye on is going to be the Steve Groover Charlie Thurber rivalry. It's going to be a new one for our league. It gets kicked off week five and then culminates in the last week of the season, week 13. Uh, people are calling this the Rocky Top Rumble. Both of them having gone to the University of Tennessee, both of them having played baseball there and being teammates. And both are very familiar with the fancy football landscape. So this expects to be a big time rivalry right out of the gates. Um, Steve obviously has a huge target on his back and his good buddy, Charlie would love nothing more than to knock him off that pedestal as soon as he comes into the league. And I think he's going to have the firepower to do it after this draft. Um, what, what do you think about this rivalry? I'm really excited for this. I, I think the fact that the second episode of this happens in week 13, where we're talking about playoff implications, potentially bye week implications, uh, you know, week five is going to be that appetizer. But week 13 is when that's really going to hit. And I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's looking ahead to both could be duking it out for the top spot in that sales division. Right around then, it's not inconceivable to think that they could both be in the thick of things there. And obviously, that's a huge buy position when it comes to the playoffs. And uh, even more so, than that, there's going to be a lot of bragging rights at stake between those two. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. Oh, yeah. The, the Rocky Top Rumble, great name. Uh, I, I, it's just it's the when you think rivalry like this is what I think of. Yeah, this, this is a big one. Um, and. It's it's exciting to have a new, fresh rivalry like this coming into the league this year. Yes, absolutely. I 
on mine, I have circled week two, your team going up against Vince Gorgonzola's team. So to describe this rivalry a little bit, Vince and Tony worked together at Avery. Uh, and that's really how, how Vince and Tony's friendship began. That's how Vince gets it, becomes into this league. Uh, this people are calling the battle for the Avery tape dispenser. Uh, so you get a, an Avery tape dispenser at the end of it. Uh, real, real sticky adhesive. The best in the business. Uh, going up between Tony and, and Vince. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited. Vince is going to be coming in. New team. Uh, Tony, you're going to be coming in a, a, as a playoff team from last year. I think you only play each other one time. So it's going to be a head-to-head competition early on week two. Uh, what are you looking at? Yeah, this is going to be a big one for my squad. I know it's going to be a big one for Vince as well. Uh, th- that early in the season, uh, both of our squads are going to be trying to gain some traction and start to get the ship headed in the right direction early and not dig dig ourselves into a hole. So it's going to be a big one for both of us. Um, now, as I mentioned previously, Vince doesn't have auction draft experience, but he does have fantasy football experience. In fact, the last league I played with him at Avery when I was there, um, was a league with a lot of the finance executives there, and Vince won the league. So he is no slouch. He he does have the ability to field a very good fantasy team. And as a, as I mentioned uh, in the last segment, uh, you you gave him some pretty good ammo with your keepers there to build around. So if he gets a couple extra pieces, um, there's no reason to believe that he can't also be a playoff contender here. And uh, you know, he's, he's going to be a tough matchup for me week two. I only see him once. Uh, so I got to make sure that my team makes a statement that week. Yeah. You know, and, and with Vince coming in, having won that league before he has the bragging rights. Uh, and so, you know, big target on his back, but also has the confidence to know that uh, Tony Perenni can be beat, has been beaten. Yeah, that, that, that's the, uh, that's that's the flip side to only having one game interdivision to that all the bragging rights ride on that game unless we see each other again come playoff time um you know after week two one of us is gonna have a whole lot to say for the rest of the season and that's gonna be a fun part oh yeah tony what other games are you looking at so this just sticking right there with vince um his matchups with Charlie Thurber, you know, the two new guys in the league I'm really looking forward to. Uh, this is week six and it's week nine. So kind of packaged right there within four weeks in the middle of the season. So the interesting part about that timing is that both squads will have a good five weeks to get ramped up at that point. They should have a pretty good idea of who they are as a team by then. Uh, should have a pretty good feel for who they should be starting every week and who their their top players are. So you expect both teams to be in prime form by week six. And then again, in week nine, um, you know, you learn a little bit about how the other person plays week six, you can use it against them week nine. So that's going to be a big one. And obviously being in the same division, uh, those two newcomers are going to be duking it out head to head all season long to, to, you know, assert themselves in this league and they're in their first year in it. You, you know, and obviously with with rosters not being selected yet, we don't know where bye weeks are. But week six and week nine are both right in the thick of bye weeks. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if they're coming in with full rosters. 
but I could easily see these two splitting this this rivalry um, if not if by no no other reason than bye weeks. Yeah, very very true. Um, that guy could be something that swings the tide there. Uh, when you when you do kind of have a feel for what you want your roster to be, but you don't have all your players available, that could be a big uh, you know a big component that swings things one direction there. So this is going to be an interesting rivalry to watch all season long between those two. Yeah. Uh, so next one on my list here, uh, Lloyd Elementary has a special place in my heart. Uh, it's where I went to elementary school with two of our our coaches here, Joe Reedy and Kalen King, who in week three will be playing for the Legend of Lloyd Trophy. This rivalry goes back to kindergarten. Five, six years old, uh, playing the the letter game, jumping around on the carpets of uh, of Lloyd Elementary to get uh, Miss A. Uh, before before the other so now full grown we come into week three uh, joe reedy versus kaylin king for some major bragging rights again uh, they only play once they play early uh, and playing for for a lot of stake here I'm, I'm sure we can all relate and that we've all chased miss a in our days um, so, so no, no worries there. No, nothing. Everybody expects that. <laughs> uh, no, this, is, this is a big matchup. This is really the only one we've had so far that we've talked about where we've had both coaches on on this pod already. So, um, we've been we've been able to ask them about their squad and about about their keeper strategies, and we kind of know you know what they're going to be working with moving forward as they enter into draft night. So, as as we mentioned with uh, my game with Vince. You know, these two are only going to play each other once. There's going to be a lot of bragging rights at stake. And, um, you know, if either one of those two start the season slow in weeks one and two and start out 0-2, that week three game is going to be pivotal. You do not want to start a season 0-3. It's really hard to, to dig yourself out of that trench and make the playoffs at that point. So that that's prime position for that game to be. Um and I think both of them obviously have really tough squads being playoff teams last year. So I have I have definitely have my eye on this week to be a big game for each of them. Yeah. And looking at who they face week one and two, to your point, uh, week one, Kalen plays Groover week two against Kevin uh, and Joe plays week one versus Tyler and then week two against Groover. So if Groover can hold the the dominance that he's had, both of these teams very likely to come in with one loss. Uh, and, and they both may be in that 0-2 position or 1-1 position uh, that makes this game worth worth a whole lot. Uh, the likelihood of both teams coming in 2-2, two and two, or I'm sorry, 2-0, and oh, or even 2-0 and oh and 1-1, one and one, I think are pretty slim. Agreed. You know, that that's that's the bitch of how competitive our league is that you can field a really good team and still lose on a lot of weeks just because of how tough everybody else is. So that's a tough slate for both of them to start the season with. We already mentioned how desperate Tyler Kerr is going to be week one to start strong. So Joe's going to be facing that immediately. And then both of them have have dates with Steve that they have to get through. If Steve has the same traction going into the season that he ended last year with. I mean, he's he's got to be on a 15, 16 week winning streak at this point. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not 
inconceivable that one of them could walk in at 0-2 into what would be a big Week 3 matchup. All right, Tony, who's next on your list? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Groover on this one. His rivalry with Dave Pestian. That will be occurring week seven and week 12, the next to the last week of the season. Um, th- these are big matchups that I have circled here. You know, these are the last two champions in our league. Steve, back-to-back seasons now, and then Dave the year before. But since Dave won that championship, his team has kind of gone in the opposite direction uh, than Steve. So this is going to be a big year for him to right the ship um, and go back after Steve. This is being called the Meanderwood Melee because just just as the background, these two growing up just a couple houses down from each other in the Meanderwood development in Austintown, Ohio, um, they've known each other since they were very little, competed with each other since they were very little, and this is always one of the biggest rivalries on the fancy docket every year. I'm really excited. I, th- I think going back to as we were talking about the divisions and our sales division, their division rivals, uh, they were division rivals in previous divisions in our league. Uh, so that's going to be renewed. The Meander, Meanderwood Melee is alive and well uh, and coming into two really important weeks, that week seven slot, that week 12 slot. Uh, like you said, fantastic teams are going to be going at it. I think a lot of playoff implication here. Uh, you know, if things go like they have the last two years, Dave's going to be fighting for the playoff spot and looking to spoil Steve's bye weeks in the playoffs. Yeah, this, this is going to be huge going down the stretch. Um, can we you think we can get a stop sign from the Meanderwood development and just spray paint Meanderwood Melee on it? Just hand that out as a trophy for this. You know, there's a chance. Uh, I will say this. This is the funny story. The stop sign just outside of Meanderwood for the longest time, it said stop, and right underneath it, male circumcision. I <laughs> wish I could get that stop sign to be the trophy. Oh man, we used to, we used to have a guy in Meanderwood. Colin is, is where where's he at these days? We can just have a reunion going back to back to there and just hit it up in the middle of the night and grab one of those. I don't, I don't think that'd be that far fetched. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, at this point, you know, we're, uh, we're too old to get in any real trouble for this. So I, yeah, I think we do it. I think that's the trophy. I, I think it's, I think it's a no brainer. <laughs> Derek, what, what, what's the next game on yours? So looking to two teams that have been kind of playoff bubble teams, uh, until last year where, where Tim's team kind of fell off. But Tim and Kevin, uh, the, both teams have been solid. They play week five and week nine. So, again, right in the thick of bye weeks. Um, so a lot of playoff implication for both teams here, uh, both weeks. We are calling this the power round rivalry. A little background on that story. Uh, both Tim and Kevin were on the speech and debate team. Uh, Kevin is a state champion debater. Uh, Tim was not state champion quality, but still a great a great speech competitor. So Power Round is a reference to the speech and debate uh, the w- speech and debate world. So the Power Round rivalry will be alive and well week five and week nine. Tony, what are you looking at from these two teams? 
Oh, these are two highly competitive teams. Not only are they master debaters, but they are very good fantasy football players and have been in the past. So um, we're expecting big things from them this year. We're expecting Tim Taft's team to uh, bounce back from last season. He's got some solid keepers to bring back um, that we really feel could, you know, develop more this year. And he's going to have some good draft ammo to work with as well. And then Kevin's team... if we, if we gave out a coach of the year award, he'd probably be up there for it last year with how he was able to hold that team together and get them to the playoffs. So uh, these two being the same division playing twice a year, these, you know, this is going to be one of those games. Like we mentioned that, that AFC North field to the warehouse division, they're going to beat up on each other. And th- these, these are going to be some big matchups going into the final stretch of the season, you know, navigating the by landscape and getting into those last four weeks of the, of the year, it's going to be big to win these games for both of them. No, I, I, absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to these two. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Tony, last one that I, you have circled. Um, I, I have to bring up, and I know we've talked about this one on the podcast already. We had Kalen King on here. Um, his rivalry with Tyler Kerr, that is going to be a big one this year. Um, this is this is my favorite nickname for the rivalries, the Rumpus in Columbus. I love it. This is perfect. Um, both both teams should be uh, fielding pretty good squads. We already mentioned, you know, how big a year this is for Tyler to chase Kalen. Right now, you know, first two years, Kalen King squad has really owned this rivalry, and it has not been close. And uh, if, if Tyler wants to get back in the driver's seat. In his own city, he's going to have to knock Kalen off. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is the best name. Uh, I think it holds a lot of playoff implication. I think it holds a lot of bragging right. Uh, Week 9, week 13, as we get towards the end of the season, we're making our final pushes. Week 13, obviously, the last and final push. uh, As teams are jockeying for that final position, this is going to be one that is on my my circled calendar as well i i can't wait yeah and i'm really excited to have uh tyler on the show here in our next episode to get a feel for what his strategy is going to be to turn the tide in this rivalry because it badly needs to happen you know this is such a big year for him and ending the season uh week 13 facing his his intra-city rival um that's gonna be a big, big place for him to make a statement, get into the playoffs there for the first time. And I think Ty's gonna be looking for an overall bounce back year. And again, like you said, we'll talk to him here real, real, real soon next episode. Um, we've been hard on him here. Uh, uh, he's been hard on himself, but this is gonna be a bounce back year. And I think the Rumpus in Columbus is going to be that statement that he can make to say, "Listen, I'm not the coach that drafted two kickers." A couple years ago, I'm the coach that owns Columbus and is going to start making runs in this fantasy football league. Uh, this is Tyler's bounce back year. I believe it. Absolutely. Golden opportunity for Tyler here. He really needs to seize the opportunity. So, Derek, I know you got one more for us. I got one more for you guys. And this one goes back many, many years uh, to the days at Davis Elementary all the way through present day, Tony and Tim. Now, Tony, when did you and Tim start hanging out? 
Oh, man. That would probably be third or fourth grade. Third or fourth grade. So you guys were, were competing against each other from a very young age. That has continued. You both go to Bowling Green. You room together at Kreischer Hall. You live together for the next, what, two or three years. So that comp- level of competition has stayed from third or fourth grade all the way through, uh, strongly through college and then into adulthood. So week three and week 13, the clash at Kreischer. I'm really excited. You, both, of your, both you and Tim have been playoff bubble teams uh, the majority of, of the time we've been in existence. Uh, Tim always puts together a solid team. Last year was a down year like we talked about. You always put together a solid team. We're going to see you on week 13. It's going to be a big matchup, big playoff implications. This is the one above them all that I am just geeked for. Yeah, you know, a staple of our friendship has always been competition. If you go back to fourth grade, it's competing in races at recess and at uh, kickball at recess, um, going up through um, competing at Halo uh, in video games and in fantasy hockey and fantasy sports and playing basketball in high school. You know, we've always been competitive with each other, always. And a lot of times that gets vocal. So we aren't afraid to uh, talk some shit to each other. So I'm just looking ahead. That week 13 matchup is going to be huge, especially if both of us are fighting for uh, for a playoff spot. You know, if it's a difference between, you know, winner goes to the playoffs and loser goes to the ACT playoffs, um, it's that's going to that's gonna be some major smack being talked then. Um, I like my squad. I, I know that. Uh, Tim is going to field a tough squad as well. He's not gonna he's not gonna have the same type of team he had last season. I can't see him putting together two clunkers back to back years like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah, Tim's gonna come back hungry, like you say. He's not gonna put together two bad teams in a row. Uh, he's gonna come. He's gonna I think revamp his whole draft strategy. He's gonna get some high value picks. He's gonna get some big names. Uh, he's gonna be coming. And he's gonna be coming for you, and we're gonna oh, yeah. see it week three early on. Uh, you guys both get a little taste of it, and then week thirteen's when the hammer falls. Yeah, it's the interesting part. It bookends the season, so you get at the beginning. We're both just trying to get our footing and figure out how we want to use all our players, and you just get out to week thirteen where we're making our final playoff push and we're we're trying to get into the big dance. So. Um, this is it's very intriguing with where these two games fall and with how competitive our warehouse division is. It, it's no secret that each of us are going to have to go through the other to get into the playoffs. So these are two really big games, especially with one of them falling last week of the year. Yeah, you know, I know, you know, we we, we created the schedule, you created the schedule, but uh, I can't think of a better ending. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of good Week 13 matchups, and I think it's going to lead to some very intriguing scenarios as we go down the stretch and get into the playoffs and uh, determine who's going to be competing for the ACT or whatever our punishment is, you know, who the who that bottom four is going to be. Um, there's going to be so much intrigue going into that last week. All right, Frosty Podcast listeners, that will conclude our our league name, our divisions, 
division breakdowns, our schedule release, our schedule breakdowns, our rivalries. This show was jam-packed. I hope you had fun. We had fun. Uh, we're going to do special episodes like this, obviously, for a schedule release. We're going to do a draft day uh, uh, podcast. We're going to do a keeper podcast. Um, and then we're going to be ready for, for our regular season. Uh, Tony, I've said it before, but buckle up, man. It's coming quick. Yeah, it really is. We're getting the thick of things now. That, that was a lot of fun going through that schedule. I'm excited now for the season, just looking ahead and seeing what kind of good matchups we have uh, through the various weeks. Um, and it, it's a good uh, segue right into draft season now. You know, we're, we're all these teams now know who they're going to be playing and when they're going to be playing them. Now we just need the players. So it, it's going to get even more exciting as we get closer. Yeah, and so let's remember, uh, keeper deadline, August 19th, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, the trade period will open August 12th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The draft is on August 26th, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so August 12th, August 19th, August 26th, circle your calendars. Schedule will be released on ESPN soon. The divisions will be released on ESPN soon. Uh, so take a look uh, and and get ready. It's all coming. Next episode, we're going to have Coach Tyler Kerr. He's going to talk about the uh, his team, his keeper strategy, his draft strategy, and respond to a lot of the criticisms that we've given to him and against him. And we'll see how many kickers he's planning on drafting this year. For Tony Perenni, I'm Derek Frost. We'll catch you next time.